And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on yesterday's show, I planted a seed in your mind. I gave you a suggestion. Well, it was a little bit more than a suggestion. I think it was more of a directive. From my perspective, it was more of a directive than a suggestion, but it probably came across as a suggestion to you. So what was I talking about? I was talking about planning and the necessity for you to plan to get yourself retired in the next five years. I talked about the different ways we make money in real estate. I compared the real estate potential to the stock market potential. I didn't get into gold and silver or any of those commodities, other things that you can buy, because I just think those are secondary. I think those are things that people that have bazillions of dollars just buy because it's something to do because they're not too worried about the rates of return because they're already invested in something that's giving them great rates of return. That's why they've got bazillions of dollars. This is what I'm trying to share with you is that we can get you from where you are now to a place of retirement in the next five years. And I suggested that you set that goal for yourself, because if you're going to plan, you got to have a goal. You have to have an objective that you need to target. And then you put your plan together that helps you get to the goal in the prescribed amount of time. And in yesterday's show, I, I suggested that if you had about $100,000 available to you, that you could start buying real estate today, that real estate could start paying you cash flow. And over time, over a five-year period of time, I suggested to you that you could get yourself to a place of passive income to where that passive income exceeds your true requirements for expenses in your household. Yeah, I laid it all out for you yesterday. And I got an email from Stephen. Stephen said, hey, Al, that was a really good show. Really appreciate the insight. But here's my concern. What about the housing market? What about the housing market over the next five years? What if the housing market goes bad? What if things go terribly wrong in the housing market? Thanks in advance, Stephen. All right. Well, Stephen, you're asking me to break out my proverbial crystal ball. Let's gaze into my crystal ball. I see... I see the other side of my room through my crystal ball. I'm not, I'm not seeing the future. No, I'm not seeing the future. So, Stephen, I don't know if the crystal ball is going to help us. I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to rely on the skill sets of other people. Are, are you interested in doing that? As a matter of fact, one of the things that you will learn to do as a real estate investor, once, once you pull the trigger and you decide you're going to do this and you're going to get yourself retired in the next five years... One of the things that you will do is you will start to leverage the time, the money, and the knowledge of other people. Yes, you will leverage their skill sets. And here's why. There is no way you can become a master of everything that you need to be a master of in real estate investing. Do you believe that? Do you believe that to be a true statement? Well, actually, let me caveat it a little bit. I think you can master certain skill sets 
And as long as you master those certain skill sets and you have somebody that contributes to that skill set that knows more about that skill set than you do, I think that's the caveat. I think that's the one thing that you can master everything in and still be a master of everything. So what, what do I mean by that? Okay. Well, let's talk about electrical work. Okay. The houses that I buy and I invest in have electricity in them. What do I know about electricity? On my team, I have a master electrician. He knows way more about electrical supply, what I can and cannot do, what is to the standard of the areas where I'm investing in, what is not to the standard. He can look at stuff and say, hey, you know what, that that federated fuse box over there, that's a fire hazard. We're going to need to change that out. See, he knows all of these things. And because he knows all of these things, I don't have to know all of these things. Now, I pick up bits and pieces of information along the way, but I don't have to know everything. And that's going to get me to the point that I really want to make with you today is that we're going to have to rely on the knowledge. We're going to get into the knowledge piece of leverage today, and we're going to talk about other people providing information to us about the future of the real estate market. Yeah, we're going to answer Stephen's question. I have a ton of information here in front of me that talks about what will happen in the housing market in the next five years. Wouldn't you like to know that information? Wouldn't you like to know whether the, the markets that you're looking to invest in have potential to make you money or don't have potential to make you money? That would be good to know, right? Because I, I've told you many times on the show that you make your money when you buy your real estate. Yeah. Now, you, you, you actually get all the money when you sell the real estate. But when you're articulating the deal, when you're figuring out what the asset can and cannot do for you, and when you finally get to that point where you make a decision on the asset and you decide you're going to buy it at that point right there you lock in all the future earnings for that property. There are some forecasters out there, and some of these forecasters are go by the title economist. Okay, what, so what is an economist? An economist is somebody who studies the economy. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? They study the economy. They, they try and figure out what's going on in the economy, and they use certain particular events or they use particular measurements or they use certain statistical information to articulate what they see happening in the economy. Now, there's no singular economist out there I have found that gets it 100% right 100% of the time. Yeah, they, they don't exist. Now, there are some out there that get it pretty darn close most of the time, but there are no perfect economists out there. And here's why the markets are going to do what the markets are going to do. No matter how much an economist studies the market, the market is subject to change. And the information that the economist puts together is only as good as the moment the economist releases it. Because after that, all bets are off. But without particular information, we would be stumbling around blindly in the real estate markets. And we don't want to do that. We absolutely don't want to do that. As a matter of fact, I want to help you develop your mindset so that you understand what the different markets are 
that are available to you. And you're able to qualify those markets as to whether or not they will assist you with achieving your goals and objectives, or they won't. It's as simple as that. Now, there are, there are real estate markets that I will not invest in. Yeah, I just flat out told you that. There are real estate markets that I will not invest in. And my founder and CEO of our company, Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley, yeah, I got that information from him. And you know what? I agree with him. I agree with him. You want to know where we won't invest? You've probably heard him talk about it on his show. If you haven't, if you have, if, if you haven't listened to Dell's show, you need to tune in to the Dell Wamsley radio show. Because what Dell does, Dell gives you more of a, a higher level approach to what, what we do in real estate investing. Yeah, he's, he's been doing it a lot longer than I have. Now, in comparison, I've been a real estate investor for, for probably almost as long as, as Dell has been a real estate investor. The difference is Dell figured out how to do it right up front, and he did it right and retired himself at the age of 34. I figured out the wrong way to do it, and it didn't help me when it came time to retirement, to become retired. Yeah, it didn't help me one bit. Because it wasn't structured correctly. It wasn't until I became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and started following what Del Walmsley put together, our roadmap to success. We, we've been teaching the same thing for 32 years. Now, we, we modify it based on market conditions and things like that because we understand what the markets are doing. But having said that, the map is still the same map that it's always been. And it's been getting many, many people, people just like you, retired in five years or less. So you want the answer to the question, don't you? You're like, will you just get to the point already, Al? Okay. I won't invest in blue states. What does that mean? Does that mean you won't invest in states that are sad because they're blue? No, no, no. I won't invest in blue states, meaning they are politically controlled by progressives, Democrats, liberals, people that think a certain way about the economy, people that think a certain way about real estate markets, people that think a certain way about housing. I don't necessarily agree with their viewpoint. And what I have found is that when I invest my money in red states, there's a lot less risk to my money. There's a lot less potential legislation that could be enacted that could affect my investment. So I, I don't invest in those states. The other reason I don't invest in those states is that those states are out of balance. What does that mean? They're out of balance. Well, it means simply this. The values for the property exceed, greatly exceed the ratios of the rents. You heard me correctly. In other words, the values are really, really high and the rents in comparison are really, really low. What I find in the red states is that the balance between that ratio of pricing and rents is, is more consistent. And what that allows me to do is to invest the way that my founder and CEO, Del Walmsley, taught me to invest. It's what allowed me get, to get to a place of retirement in two years. But I didn't get it done until I became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. It's as simple as that. Let's get into what the... Let's get into what the economists are saying. Now, I think the best way to start this off is to talk about some of the big wigs that are out there. Have you heard of Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae? 
you, you've heard the names before. I mean, they're they're in the news periodically. They're they're always brought up when there's a discussion about the markets and the direction of the markets. Okay, what 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 do Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae really do? Well, they're a a quasi private governmental entity that buys mortgages on the secondary market. So in other words, they they buy and they hold mortgages. And by doing so, they're always putting cash back into the mortgage system. See, the, the, the way mortgages work, when you borrow that money, you're borrowing it from an entity who in turn is either going to keep that loan on their books or they're going to sell it to Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae who will keep that loan on their books. That's, that's part of the reason you get notifications that your loan has been sold. Okay, that's, that's part of what they do. Another thing that they do is they do a lot of research. They have a lot of economists on, on their staff. And ironically, one of the things that Freddie Mac pointed out back in, I'm going to say it was last October, they, they were saying that they were predicting that prices were going to steadily increase through 2023. But recently, they changed their tune. What did they say? Oh, well, it's simple as this. Freddie Mac's October forecast indicates a 0.2% price decrease in 2023, a change from their previous quarter's estimate, which was a 4% price increase. So this is what Freddie Mac is saying. They think that real estate prices are going to level off. They think they're going to flatten out. As a matter of fact, they think by October of 2023, which is what, another 10 months from now? By 2023, pricing could actually go down a little bit, like two-tenths of a percent. So are you worried about that? Are you concerned about that? Well, you shouldn't be. And here's why. When you learn how to invest correctly, you're investing for the cash flows primarily. And in this case... This isn't a problem. We come back from the break. I'm going to get more into forecasting. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to Purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months. Replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. We're going to tap into the knowledge of a lot of experts that are out there because what Stephen asked me to do was to predict the real estate market futures for the next five years. And, and I, I, sorry, Stephen, I just, I don't have the ability to do that. I really don't. What I do have the ability to do is to recognize that there are people that are more knowledgeable in certain areas than I am, and I can use that information they provide me. I can qualify that information, and by doing so, I enhance my ability to figure out what the next five years are going to be. Does that make sense? And that's kind of what we're doing today. I mean, we're, we're talking about Freddie Mac in the last segment and the fact that they've actually changed their forecast. Yeah, I'm serious. In October of this year, they predicted that by October of 2023, that real estate pricing would go up 4%. However, just very recently, and I'm talking like, what time is it recently? They changed their tune. And now they're, they're actually predicting a two-tenth of a percent price decrease by that time period. So what, what does this mean? It means that they are foreseeing, for whatever reason, they're seeing a cooling off in the real estate markets, a cooling off. And it's right in line with everything that we've talked about mostly throughout 2022, is it not? For those of you that listen to the show regularly, We've been talking about this situation that real estate pricing, especially in the single family side. Okay, this is also occurring in the multifamily side, but let's just stay in the single family space for right now. In the single family space, we have been talking about the fact that prices are still going up, but we're going to see a cooling off in the marketplace. And part of that is a result of the fact that, well, the Fed has been raising interest rates. They keep raising interest rates, and that has an impact on the mortgage markets because when the discount rate goes up, well, the mortgage market rate tends to go up with it. Yeah, it, it, it's all interrelated together. So what does that mean? Well, it means a year ago when I suggested to one of my residents, the one that's living in the house that I still own, I, I still have one single family asset right now. And I had intended to sell that asset earlier this year. I had gone to my resident who said she wanted to buy it. And I said, okay, I will sell it to you. And we kind of came up with an agreed price. Well, we didn't kind of come up with an agreed price. We, we came up with an agreed price. And I told her she needed to get qualified with a lender. Well, she drug her feet. She drug her feet. She figured she had plenty of time to get this done because after all, the lease was in place until June of last year. That's when we actually renewed the lease. But she felt that she would have lots of time to get this done. Well, she drug her feet. She drug her feet. She drug her feet. Then all of a sudden, the Fed raised the interest rate. Remember that first one that happened in March earlier this year? And what did the mortgage industry do? They, they jacked up the mortgage rates, not like three quarters of a percent. They just said, well, if the Fed's going to be raising the discount rate by, you know, seven eighths or 1.75 percent, let's just build it all in now. And that's exactly what they did. The rates went from like three percent to five percent, literally overnight. And then they have continued to creep up and up and up 
and up. Right now, the cost for money for an investor is around 7%. I, I understand that people buying homes for their own personal consumption, they can get 6%, maybe 5%, somewhere in that the high fives, maybe in the sixes. Don't really know, haven't looked at that because, well, I already own my house. I have a 2.875% interest rate on the house that I own, that I consume. So I'm not in the market to get another mortgage. So I'm not really paying attention to that. But I am paying attention to what the cost of money is for investors, because that cost of money has a bearing on what I can afford to pay. Because at a certain point, one of the things that I will do when I buy my asset is I will leverage that asset. What do you mean leverage that asset, Al? Well, I'm going to leverage other people's money. Yeah, other people's money in the form of a mortgage. See, I want a mortgage entity to come in and loan me 75% of the after repair value of my asset because I will have bought that asset, I will have fixed it up, and I will maintain wholesale pricing, yet that after repair value represents the true retail pricing of the asset. The mortgage lender is willing to loan me 75% of that. And by doing so, it's going to keep my cash contribution into this investment to well below 20% down. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to capture equity in the transaction because I will be at a, a wholesale pricing when I refinance the, the property, but I'll refinance it at the retail pricing level. That's what helps me reduce the amount of money that I put into the asset. And by the way, that actually favorably affects my returns. My, my returns become that much better the less money that I put into the asset. Here's the other thing I want you to know about that lender. They don't participate in any of the equity growth in that asset. Did you know that? They, they, they're out. They make their money when they lend you the money. Yeah, you might be paying some some origination fee. You might be paying some loan discount point or a points or multiple points or whatever. You may be buying down the interest rate. So you're paying some prepaid interest. You may be doing some different things to, to affect that mortgage. And that's where that mortgage broker makes all of their money. They make it right up front, kind of like how we make our money right up front when we buy the asset. All we have to do is operate and maintain the asset through the lifespan of the asset. And that's how we make all this wonderful money. It's, it's a great thing. Now, let me get back to the people that are talking about what's going on in the United States with regards to what, what does five years look like? Well, the short answer is nobody has data that, that I find qualifiable to talk about a five-year projection on real estate. There's, it's, there's, there's too much that could happen in 2023 and 2024 that may affect how real estate is valued or what the values are, are doing, whether they're going to go up, whether they're going to go down in as late as, say, 2026 or 2027. I just think five years out is too far out to forecast real estate. But there are people that that try and do it now. Let me just give you some feedback from one of the bigger entities out there. You've heard of a company called Zillow. Yeah, you've heard of Zillow. So Zillow, they do a lot of research too. And they're projecting that home values will remain flat through the end of this year. In other words, they, they, they won't go up and they won't go down. 
and that they will increase by 1.2% in the 12 months ending October of 2023. So Zillow, now their data is suggesting not a two-tenths of a point reduction in pricing, but they're saying, yeah, they think they think the pricing's still going to go up a little bit. Not, not what it's been doing, but it's still going to go up 1.2%. They also make this observation. I think this is a very, very keen observation, and it's, it's worth talking about. They think that many sellers are waiting for the market to cool down. They do. They think many people are waiting for the market to cool down. And they, they, the evidence that they give is that the flow of new for sale listings, in other words, brand new product that's for sale, these types of homes coming on the market are down almost 24% from last year. That means new home construction is down. Now, I know what to do with real estate today. I am not afraid of real estate prices falling. I'm not. As a matter of fact, I'm on board for it. If real estate prices are going to fall, I have strategies that will help me acquire even more real estate, and I'll just wait for the real estate to come back to value. If prices don't go down, but they continue to go up, I have strategies for that too. Now, based on the, the, the few facts that I have presented to you on today's show, I think what I'm seeing is just more of what I think is going to happen. I think that prices will cool in most, if not all markets. I actually think that's going on right now. I think we're moving away from these, these radical price increases that were caused by a pure seller's market. That pure seller's market doesn't exist anymore. Five years from now, let's say it stays flat. What do I do with all my real estate? Well, I keep it. I keep maintaining it. Because during, during that whole five-year period, that real estate was paying me something called cash flow. I'm using that cash flow to offset my ordinary expenses of life. Let me give you an example. I recently sold two single-family houses. And I sold those houses when we were in a pure seller's market. So I got a very, very good return on it. As a matter of fact, I had multiple offers on the property and, and I was able to sell above my asking price in, in both particular cases. When I sold those properties, I received a lot of money. The, the amount of money I received had actually been predetermined when I bought the assets. Yeah, so check it out. I paid about $175,000 each for the assets. All right. I sold them for about $250,000 each. That's a $75,000 return investment minus the cost of sale, which probably brings it closer to about $70,000. So $70,000 is sitting in a bank account waiting to be invested in another asset. But the trade-off for doing that to develop that $70,000 that's just sitting in a savings account waiting to be invested was I gave up $400 in cash flow. So I had two of those assets. So now I've got $140,000 sitting in a savings account, but I gave up $800 worth of cash flow to get that $140,000. So what am I doing with the $140,000 and what have I really given up in my life? Okay, fair question. Here's what I've done. 
I bought apartment communities with $140,000. I added a little bit more money to it, added an extra $10,000 to it, and I deployed $150,000 into multifamily apartment communities. Those particular transactions are getting ready to start paying cash flow. These were deep value investments, meaning it took time to get these things up and running to get to a point where they are producing cash flow. And they will start paying me cash flow in the first quarter of 2023. So I will have cash flow that comes in that makes up for that $800 that I gave up when I sold those two houses. So what have I been doing? What have I given up with the $800 that I'm not receiving? Well, it's as it's, it's simple as this. I've actually cut back on the amount of traveling that I like to do. Yeah, I cut back on the amount of traveling. If I don't have the $800 to buy plane tickets for Mrs. Gordon and I to go out to the West Coast and go hang out with friends for a week in San Diego, well, then I just don't have the $800 to buy the plane tickets. It's not a problem. But when the cash flow starts developing in the first quarter of next year, that money will come back. So all that means is that Mrs. Gordon and I, well, we're, we're just not going to go to California in December. Going to San Diego in January or February is really a cool time to be there. Because if you've ever been to San Diego, man, I love San Diego. I used to live there as a kid for a couple of years. I loved living in San Diego. I love visiting San Diego. I think it's my, well, it's my second favorite town in California. My first favorite town is the town of San Luis Obispo. I've just fallen in love with San Luis Obispo. So how the heck did I get on this conversation of, of California towns? Well, it all has to do with the fact that just by changing what I'm doing with my real estate investing, I'm, I'm not visiting as many towns in California as, as I used to. Not a problem. That will remedy itself really quickly. So what are all these forecasters saying? What is Zillow saying? What What is Freddie Mac saying? What is Fannie Mae saying? What is the National Association of Realtors saying? Well, funny I should bring up the National Association of Realtors because their chief economist, a guy by the name of Lawrence Yoon, he believes that we're likely to see total price growth across the country between 15 and 25% over the next five years. Well, there you go, Stephen. I actually found an economist that's willing to give you a prediction of what's going to happen. He sees prices rising 3 to 5% per year over the next five years. Now, is he right? Is he wrong? I'm not 100% sure whether he's going to be right or he's going to be wrong. History will tell the story as to whether Mr. Yoon was right or wrong. But here's something I do know about real estate. Real estate tends to double in value every 20 years. It does every 20 years. It actually has to go up 3.5% per year. Mr. Yoon seems to think that that is a very achievable number. I kind of agree with Mr. Yoon. Because even though we might see a leveling out of prices, we're seeing demand sitting on the sideline. Hey, if you want to if you want to get started with all this real estate investing stuff, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for one of our free workshops, and let's get you going. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.